Amen. Amen. Well, you all can go ahead and have a seat. We are uh, excited to have you here with us today, excited to be worshiping together today. I want to make sure that I got my mic on, and I do. So, uh, we are, uh, today's a special day. You know, if you've been uh, kind of joining us, checking out H2O for one of the first times, you may uh, not know, but today is a day that we've been planning for, a day that we've been looking forward to, a day that we've been celebrating. If you're newer with H2O, uh, this may be a special service for you to jump in because we are sending off a church plant to Athens, Ohio today. So, you can clap for that. Yes. Oh, man, it is, it is so exciting. We're actually in the middle of a series that we're calling Sent, and uh, the whole series is based on John chapter 20, verse 21, where Jesus is talking, and he says, just as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. And we've been talking about how as a follower of Christ, for all of us, that means that we're sent. Now, for some of us, we are simply just sent to uh, our places of work, to our neighborhood, to the families that we're with. And for others of us, like we're here today, the Athens team is right down here in the front row. They are going to be sent to a new city to take the gospel in fresh new ways to a place that desperately needs it. And, and here's the reason why we get so excited about today for those of us who've been around this church for a while. And uh, the reason why it's such a big deal to us is this is what our church is really all about. Our church is really all about multiplication. And we get the opportunity to celebrate that today. We, we talk a lot at H2O that, that we don't measure success by our seating capacity. What we mean by that is we don't measure success by how many people join us online or how many people show up on a Sunday morning, although we love that you're here and we love when we get to worship together. But our, our measurement for success isn't our seating capacity, but it is our sending capacity. It's our ability to send out people to take the gospel to new places. And so when we get to do that, we are so excited. Our network we have that we started about 10 years ago, the HL Network, we have all these different flags and these different college towns that we've been, by God's grace, able to plant or help plant churches in. And uh, when we get to add a flag, which is what we're going to do today, it's like the pinnacle of our ministry year because we get to actually fulfill what we believe that God is calling us to do. And so church planning in general is something that we're passionate about. Peter Wagner, he's a missiologist, which is you know just a fancy word for somebody who studies churches and missions. He says that church plant, planting new churches is the most effective way to reach new people under, known under heaven. It's the most effective evangelistic tool that we have to take the gospel in new places when we plant churches. And specifically for us at H2O, we believe that planting churches in college towns gives us the ability to influence people that can take the gospel to places that we couldn't go ourselves. You know, college towns, as we're right here in Bowling Green, we realize that they have pretty significant impacts. Both students who are young and passionate and most of the major revivals that have happened in our world have been led and started by young people. So we know that students, uh, we're not supposed to look down on them just because of their youth, but there's something exciting and vibrant about a young person taking the message of the gospel and then the surrounding areas and the, the professors and the different people in the towns, the impact that they can have is so powerful. So for us, we are excited today because we actually get to take a step forward in the mission that we believe that God has called us to do. But we also recognize that sending is, is something that's emotional. You know, it's something that, that, that takes some sacrifice. It takes a toll emotionally, you know. And as we sit here, as I look at this group that's here, uh, so many of them are friends that many of us have done life with. 
for years. You know, we've cried together. We've done ministry together. We've seen each other at our worst. We've seen each other at our best. We've got to experience so many different emotions together, and there's something special about that. And so when we send a team out, it's super exciting. It's something to celebrate, but it's also something to, to kind of do with a little bit of a heavy heart, too, because we know that there's sacrifice involved in sending. And so today, it's an exciting day and a day that we want to just soak in the experience as we send this team out. And so we're going to spend a lot of time today. We're actually going to ordain Joe Callagher as the pastor that's going to be leading this team. You guys can clap for that. That's exciting. And uh, We'll share a little bit about Joe here in a minute, but before we jump into kind of praying for these teams and bringing them up here and sending them out, I just want to share kind of a little devotional, a little uh, thought with you out of the book of Matthew chapter 10. And it's cool because the passage that I want to look at today is a section where Jesus is actually sending out his disciples. And so I think the things that he's telling his disciples, they'll directly apply to our Athens team, but they also will directly apply to all of us. And this will be, uh, as I'm teaching through and kind of giving this little devotional. I'm going to kind of be talking to the Athens team. It's kind of like a wedding, you know. You're talking to the couple that's here, but you're also talking to the audience that's out there as well. So this is uh, for the Athens team, but it's also for all of us to take note of the words of Jesus as we send this team out. So Matthew chapter 10 is where we'll be. And if you want to open there, you can follow along in our H2O app. We have the notes and the scripture, or it'll be on my screen, the screen behind us. Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. I want to stop a few times throughout this chapter and pull out some points. It says this, Matthew 10, 16. Jesus, talking to his disciples, says, I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as, as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. Hey, that's not that great of a pep speech there, Jesus, as you're about to send these people out. But it leads us to our first point is this. Expect adversity. Expect adversity. You know, uh, getting to be on mission with the Lord, there's nothing greater than Right? And there's, there's so many joys. We laugh so often in ministry. There's, there's so many beautiful pictures of it. But at the same time, Jesus is honest enough with us to tell us when we take a step of faith for him, when we're sent, when we go on mission, there will be adversity. The gospel at times is such a beautiful message, but it can also be offensive to people. And there will be times where there will be adversity. And in those moments, that is our opportunity to cling to God. That is our opportunity to trust God. We shouldn't be surprised or upset when we face adversity because Jesus told us that we would take, that we would face it, but we get the opportunity to lean in and to trust God. And maybe you're familiar with the story of the little boy. And this little boy was in his backyard. He loved nature. He, he loved kind of just playing around in his backyard. And he saw this cocoon with a butterfly that was emerging from the cocoon. And he was very excited because he thought, oh, this is cool. I, I, I love to see this happen in my own backyard. And as the butterfly was trying to get out of the cocoon, he saw that the butterfly was struggling. It was facing adversity, so to speak. And so thinking that he was helping, he reaches over and he kind of just gently rips the cocoon so that the butterfly can get out easier. And to his dismay, the butterfly flops on the ground and dies. Kind of a sad story, right? Poor butterfly. But 
as, as, as he did that, he realized, and we know, that, that what enables the butterfly to actually live is the struggle. As it, as it emerges from the cocoon, the struggle to get out of that, it, it pushes all the fluid down out of his wings so that there's not any weight and so it can actually fly. It needs the struggle to actually have life. The struggle is what gives the butterfly life, isn't it? And I think the same is true in, in our lives and the same is true in ministry. You know, the, the struggles and the adversities that we face, they are opportunities for growth. And so God can take adversity, God can take opposition, and he can turn it into opportunities. And so as you go, as you're expecting trials, as you're expecting pushback, as you're expecting hardship and spiritual battles that will come, don't be surprised, but lean into those and see the opportunities that God will provide as you trust him and as you push into the adversity. Jesus said there's going to be struggles, and so don't be surprised, but look for ways to connect with God. Anything worth doing is going to be hard, right? We know that that's true in life, and that will be true on the church plant, but it doesn't mean that God's not there. It means that God is going to use it. So look for the opportunities, even in the adversity. Let's jump back in. Matthew chapter 10, verse 18 says, On my account, you will be brought before governors as kings and as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. The second thing is this, rely on God, not on yourselves. Rely on God, not on yourselves. You know, Jesus says, you're going to be going out like, like sheep among wolves. Sheep don't usually do very good when they're among wolves. They, that's a problem for them. But the, the comfort that Jesus gives his disciples, he gives his team, he gives all of us, is that as we are sent out, we don't have to rely on ourselves. If we're the sheep, we don't have to rely on our own ability to run fast or defend ourselves against the wolves. We get to rely on the Spirit of God. Jesus says, so when people start questioning you, and even his disciples might have got sent to trial. I don't know if you guys are going to face that or not. Let's hope not, right? Let's pray that that doesn't happen. But he says, even as you do, as people are questioning you, don't be worried about it. Don't be afraid about it. Don't let that fear seek in, but just trust that God's going to provide. And, and I know for me, one of the things that, I, that I've shared before many times in front of our congregation, a temptation of mine, even as a pastor, is to want to do ministry on my own strength, to think that I can figure it out on my own. And yet Jesus says, listen, don't trust in yourself. Trust in the Spirit of God that's going to be at work in you. And that's true for all of us. When we get sent, when we're not exactly sure what to say or how things are going to play out, we don't have to be panicked. We don't have to be anxious. We can trust that if we're doing the work of God, that God is going to provide for us. So it's not about our methods. It's not about the program that, programming that we have, although all those things are important. But most importantly, it's about trusting in the Lord. Trusting that he will give us the grace and the ability and the mindset to rely on him. So don't be tempted to be worried or stressed, but rely on God and see what God will do. Jesus said, I will build my church. And so as we plant this church, it's about him, not about us and not about our own strength. So rely on God, not on yourself. Let's jump down to verse 40. Let's close with this. Verse 40 of Matthew chapter 10 says, anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. Anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. 
Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person certainly will not lose their reward. Third and finally is this. Remember that this work is eternal. Remember that the work that we're about to do is eternal. And the beautiful thing about partnering with God is we get to actually invest in things that matter for eternity. So we think about our lives. All of our days are numbered, aren't they? It's a heavy thought, but it's a real thought. And the older we get, the more it comes into reality, right? That we cannot keep our lives. There's nothing that we can do to keep our lives. And yet when we invest in things that actually matter for eternity, we get to invest in something that's real. We get the purpose and the joy of being part of God's plan that will outlast our lives. It will outlast the people in our lives. It will outlast everything because when we invest in the kingdom of God, we're investing in the only thing that is real forever. And that is the greatest gift that any of us could ever imagine. Jesus says, you're going to be rewarded. For the sacrifice. There will be fruit. There will be joy. There will be gifts that we get to bring to other people. And as you go to Athens, you'll invite other people to be part of that as well. Isn't that an amazing thought? That you'll get to be part of giving other people purpose. Jesus says, listen, you'll give people opportunity to get rewards that they wouldn't have otherwise had. And each one of us gets that opportunity as well. As we invite people to be part of the work of the mission. Jim Elliott, one of my favorite quotes, is he, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot have. And so thinking about this reality that we cannot keep our lives, but we get to gain eternity. That we, can, we can't lose the blessings that God gives us as we sacrifice for him. And so it's amazing to think there's people down in Athens that don't even know it yet that are going to come into contact with the gospel because of your sacrifice, and their lives will be changed forever, for eternity. That's something that you guys are going to get to experience. That's something that all of us, as we send out this church plant, it's all of us coming together, partnering with God, and able to make this happen. And so we're so thankful to celebrate this today. We want you to know, even if you're brand new here at H2O, that, that this is a, a church-wide adventure. Yes, there is a team of people that are going, and we are going to support them and pray for them, but it takes all of us on this mission together to enable the fruit that comes from a ministry and from planting churches. So thank you for your faith. Thank you for your example to each one of us. And let's support this group of people. Let's pray for them and care for them. And let's send them off with the love of God that he's shown for us and for them. So one of the things that a church has to have is a pastor. You know, Jesus is the, the great shepherd. And yet every church needs kind of an under shepherd. Somebody who, who, who God has called to look over and give get wisdom and direction and guidance and teaching and preaching of the word. And so we're so excited today, before we even send out this H2O uh, Athens team to ordain Joe Callagher. And we we're so excited just to see the fruit in his life. And as we're going to head into that time, we just have a short little video to encourage Joe from some of the people close to Sam that have seen this in his life. So you can watch that with us. Joe Callagher, today you're getting ordained. And honestly, on behalf of all of us at the H2O Athens team, we just want to say congratulations. We're all really proud of you. And we can't start, or we can't wait to get this church plant started with you and, and to see how God moves down on that campus. 
Joe Callagher, what's up? We met in 2008-ish and bonded over being able to quote a lot of Seinfeld. Um, and since then, uh, though you still quote a lot of Seinfeld and that's great, uh, the Lord has, has totally done a, a work in your life. I've just um, seen evidence of him in and through you and by your character, by your leadership, by the way that you love Sammy and, and your daughter and, and now are leading this, this church plant to Athens. I'm just proud of you, man, and, and just admire you in so many ways as a friend and a, and a leader and a brother. And um, let's be honest, today we're, we're just recognizing what's already there, that, that you're a pastor, that, that God has done it in you. And um, man, we just, we just praise him for, for making you into the man that you are. So really proud of you, man, and just excited to celebrate you today. Hey Joe, I can't believe it's your ordination day and your church plant send off. Um, it's so crazy and awesome. I'm so proud of you and of Sammy and all the things that you guys have done for the Lord and the ways that you've both grown. Um, it's just surreal to be celebrating this with you. We've been friends for so long, I think like over 10 years now. And I just always think about those early days in Chrysler when, um, I don't know, we were just students having so much fun, um, leading a group together, seeing people come to know the Lord. And I just can't wait um, to see what God does with um, your ordination and your church plant and the way that he continues to work in your life as you lead this new team and this new church. We'll be praying for you. We love you guys so much. Hey, Joe and Sammy, super excited for you guys today. Honestly, as I think about you two, you're just two people whose lives really do produce fruit. Sammy, I met you my sophomore year of college, the first life group I ever went to. Um, and just the way that you were so kind and intentional. And honestly, that group as a whole, you guys really just lived out the scripture and showed me what it looked like to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that played a huge role in my own salvation and coming to Christ. Um, and Joe, just the way that you discipled me the back end of my college career, and just the way that you were so intentional with digging into my life, the way that you were so honest with me and were able to gently challenge me, I'm so thankful for that today. And even just the way that you encouraged my spiritual gifts and just encouraged me to press into my relationship with Christ and pursue him. Honestly, I wouldn't be on staff with H2O Church today if it was not for Joe Callagher and the way that he's encouraged me. But you guys are rock stars. OU is getting such a good team. And I'm just thankful it's you guys. And I can't wait to support you as you continue to live out the Great Commission. Hey, Callagher's. Uh, it feels super bittersweet to be sending you guys off to Athens. I am going to miss you both so much. I miss hanging out. Um, at the same time, I you know I know that you guys have been um, planning for this, and the Lord has been preparing your hearts for this for a while now. And just yeah, I just feel super excited to see what the Lord is going to do um, in your lives, um, on the team, and um, on campus and students' lives, and just to see. Um, to see that, I just feel super pumped for, and um, yeah. Hey Joe, just wanted to tell you that super excited for you guys, and really looking forward to hearing about what God's doing in um, Athens with you guys, and excited that Josh and Natalie have already laid some of the groundwork with groups, and um, I think it's got a really good team. Um, super proud of you and, and how you've grown over the past you know, almost decade we've known each other. So 
Love you, man. Oh, and Sammy, we love you guys. Um, I'm super excited for you in this new church plant and just really pumped to see all of what God has in store uh, for you guys there in Athens. I know you're going to make a difference and I just know that you guys are such strong ambassadors for Christ. So I can't wait to see how this church plant and your marriage just really affects um, the ministry there. The plant uh, team. Um, I even think back to when this decision first came up and Joe was praying about OU and Athens and Sammy talking about it in Huddle and helping you process as you guys process through. Um, it's crazy to think how far we've come and where the Lord, how the Lord's worked in this whole plant. I'm so excited to see what he's going to continue to do through both of you and um, Joe as you get ordained to be a pastor for the church. Um, I love you both and I'm honestly so proud and so excited Joe, for you. Joe, man, so excited for you and Sammy and the church planning team. Um, man, when I think about you, I just think of a, a, a man who um, has been a, just a great brother and friend and mentor in my life. Um, just the times that we got to work on the well together and now just seeing you go out and leading other people. I know for a fact that God is going to use you to do amazing things in Athens, man. So I just want to tell you, I love you, bro. I'm really thankful that I've gotten to know you and I'm thankful to see that you are doing what God has called you to do. So excited for what Jesus is going to do through this church plant. Um, we'll be praying for you um, and we're supporting you. We're rooting for you um, and we're here for you, man. Love you, brother. Awesome. I invite the other pastors up on stage to just share a few words about Joe and Sammy before they come up. You know, uh, I asked Joe if I could share this. I want to share just a quick embarrassing story of him real quick. Uh, I, I, about 13 years ago, um, my, my co-pastor at the time, Rob Warren, had, had reached out to me and said, hey, there's a student. He really wants to be a leader with us. Why don't you sit down and meet with him? I said, okay, that'd be great. So I did what everybody does before you meet somebody you don't really know. I went and Facebook stalked him. And so as I did that, I, I, I looked on his Facebook and I realized there was some, some choice words on there. There was some immaturity. And I thought, oh, this would be an interesting meeting. Again, 13 years ago. Don't judge him now. And uh, so I sat down with Joe. And uh, during that time, you know, uh, I, I shared. I said, hey, if you want to be a leader with us, I'm not sure this is going to cut it, you know? And uh, I, I, honestly, like, we joke about that now because of the really amazing thing that I've got to see and witness over the last years of doing life and ministry with Joe. He's so teachable. Like, he really wants to grow. He really wants to know uh, how he can be a better husband, how he can be a better minister or pastor, how he, can, how he can grow and mature. And I think that's one of the key marks of character for all of us, but especially for a pastor, somebody who, who doesn't just, like, put up with input into their life, but, like, welcomes it and wants to grow and wants to continue to mature. So I've seen that over and over in your life. I've seen that so many times and uh, excited today to, to kind of be putting the, the final stamp on that that journey that you've been on. I think last week he took that stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to explain just a little bit about kind of how we do ordination and what we believe about it. So when you look in the book of 1 Timothy, there's a lot of wisdom and how a church should function and how a church should raise up and recognize leaders. And what we see in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3 is this truth that if anyone desires to be an overseer, so to have church leadership and, and, and spiritual authority, uh, the scriptures tell us that they desire a noble task. So it is a worthy thing. It is a weighty thing. It's a godly thing to desire to lead in a local church context. And then you go just a couple chapters later in 1 Timothy, and it says, when it's talking about the appointing of leaders, it says, do not be hasty in the laying on of hands. 
And so the way that we understand ordination and the way that we do it here at this church is, is that it's a slow, long process. Maybe at times Joe thought too long. I don't know. Um, but we don't want to do it hasty because we see it as this high calling. It's a noble calling. And so the way that we understand leadership development here, it really doesn't matter if we're talking about someone for the first time stepping into the core leadership of a life group or as a pastor, we look at three primary areas. And the first, which is what Brian was just talking about a minute ago, is character. Um, does the person, does their life look like Jesus's life? Plain and simple. Uh, character is really that. It's does your life imitate the life of Jesus Christ? And so as we've watched Joe now for a really long time, we've seen consistently him invite the work of the Holy Spirit into his life to transform him, to make him more like Jesus. Second thing is skill, ministry skill. And so, again, this guy has led at literally like every level in the church, has grown in influence and kind of weight and responsibility around here. And then most recently, obviously, the tall task, the really difficult task of recruiting a whole team of people to move, to relocate, to start over, and to start a brand new church. Just it says something really really big, really profound about his ministry skill. And then lastly, doctrine and theology. And so there's a process that we do that. And of course, it's about the ability to defend scripture, right? To articulate our faith. But it's also not, not just that. It's about understanding the whole story of God and what God is doing in someone's life and the ability to articulate the truth of God at the level of an individual's need. And in their situation, we've seen Joe continue to grow and be proficient in that. And so that's kind of how we understand. And Joe, we're just so, so uh, encouraged by your life, brother. It is obvious that the Holy Spirit is shaping you and molding you and has brought you to this point. And so Pastor Matt's going to share a bit more about that. Yeah, we're just so excited for this day. And uh, as Matthew said, we really love that word, a recognition of ordination. It isn't something that we give out organ, or, uh, ordinations, but just really seeing this process over the years. But we do have some real practical things and a, a checklist of things that Matthew mentioned with the elder tests and doctrinal tests and congregational input and staff input. And it's just really exciting to see the Holy Spirit working in his life all the way back to his freshman year. Really, it's from a freshman raising them up to be pastors and that leadership development from within that we're really excited about to see in your life. And you know, when we give out those elder tests, it isn't just Joe filling it out, but his wife Sammy fills it out and other people close in their life fill it out. And they welcome this scrutiny and they welcome this input. And so it really gives us confidence working in consensus with the Holy Spirit to bringing them to this point. And a really, really important part of it that sometimes gets overlooked is even Sammy, you, and being a pastor's wife and your character and your love and your beautiful heart. And it's a really important role, and it's sometimes something that we just forget and don't pray about enough. But even asking Sammy, like, do you want to be a pastor's wife? And all that that brings. And so she's just been so lovely in her maturity and welcoming this in. And uh, again, just evaluating where she's at in life. And both of you, you've been so transparent. You've been so self-aware. And that's a really important uh, part of this whole process. So we're very excited to uh, pray for you right now and to finalize this ordination. So we'd like to invite you both up here to pray for you. Yeah. Joe's mom and dad are here as well. If you folks want to come up and lay hands on them, we'll pray for them. Some of the other pastors that are here, leaders in our church that have been close with Joe and Sammy. And uh, the Bible says, 
don't be hasty in laying on hands, but when it's time, <laughs> lay on hands. And so this is the official moment of, uh, of Joe's ordination. So I'll start. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this couple, Lord. Um, what a joy it has been to walk alongside them in life. And uh, Lord, watching their faith continue to grow, watching their character continue to grow, watching their family continue to grow, Lord, uh, it's such a joy. And so, Lord, we thank you for them. Lord, we pray uh, that you would continue to keep them close to you, Mm -hmm. keep them dependent on you, Lord, more than anything, keep them connected and dependent on you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And Father, we, we, uh, we think of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and you tell us there that we always carry around in our bodies the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be made manifest in us. And so we pray right now that for Joe and Sammy, that they would beautifully and powerfully embody and proclaim your life, Jesus Christ, your death, your resurrection, the power of your spirit. God, we ask that when men and women and college students see them, they see them individually, they see them as a, as a family and as they parent and raise Abigail, that they would uh, see you powerfully in them and they would be drawn to the work uh, that you're doing in them. We just pray that they would radiate, that they would be saturated in your presence, they'd be close to you. God, we pray that they would be a reservoir of the goodness and the fullness of your Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. that they would receive richly from you, that they might uh, give uh, out of that place. God, would they just be deeply satisfied and fulfilled in you, Mm -hmm. and would they give that away? God, grow their influence, grow their reach and their capacity to lead men and women to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Lord, as we do this in consensus with you, Lord, we ordain Joe Callagher today. Mm -hmm. Lord, we thank you for Joe and Sammy, them stepping forward in this calling. Lord, we affirm the calling in their life. Mm -hmm. Lord, we thank you for this faith community to come alongside and to cheer them on and to pray for them and Mm -hmm. to lift them up. Mm -hmm. Lord, would you protect them? Mm -hmm. Would you give them wisdom? Would you give them intimacy with you? Lord, this is not a finish line in their Christian life, Lord. This is a new season, and we Mm -hmm. pray for deep intimacy as they depend all the more on you. Mm -hmm. Whenever that pressure is coming upon them and that that unhealthy scrutiny, Lord, remind them that your yoke is easy, Mm -hmm. your load is light. Mm -hmm. Let them just kneel before you and depend on you. Mm -hmm. Lord, we lift them up. We love them. We pray for them, Lord. We lift up Abigail, a a new little preacher's kid here, Mm -hmm. Lord, in our church. Mm -hmm. Protect all of them Mm -hmm. and help them and show them your mercy. We love them and we lift all this up in your precious Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) She said amen. (laughs) We invited Joe just to share a few words. Well, thank you, everybody. I feel like I'm accepting like Academy Award or something right now. So, uh, no, um, I think this is an amazing day. So thankful for all of you being a part of this day. Um, you know, when I was thinking about when Brian was telling me um, to share something, the, the real thought and the real emotion I wanted to share was just gratitude and thankfulness um, to those um, that have been a part of this journey. And first, you know, I want to thank my beautiful wife, Sammy, who I love very, very much. She's been with me, and I wouldn't be the man I am, um, pastor I am, husband or father that I am without you, honey. And thank my parents, too, who made a trip here to see me, um, see us today. And um, yeah, and thank you for constantly teaching me the way of Jesus from the moment I was born um, to follow him and all that I do. And thank the rest of my family, too, who are watching online. Um, and also, I want to thank the pastors 
they're right here, um, <laughs> Brian and Matthew, especially, um, just for your love for me since I was a student 13 years ago, and you've constantly mentored me and helped me, and also Rob Warren, too. Um, wouldn't be the pastor I am without you guys. And also, I want to thank the BG staff who's scattered around here. Thank you all so much. Um, and then specifically, I want to thank um, the HO Athens staff team. Um, thank you so much for following, you know, our leadership and um, even just coming with us to do something crazy, move to a brand new city that we don't know anybody. Um, but I pray that Jesus would use your sacrifice to lead people to come to know the Lord um, through this journey that we're on together. And um, I could be here for hours just thanking numerous, numerous people, but you don't want to be here that long. Um, but I do want to make a final thank you to, to you. H2O Church. Um, and even though your faces have changed throughout um, the last 10 years, um, the mission has remained the same. And the, that mission is to make disciples who make disciples, fulfill the Great Commission, and lead people to love our Lord Jesus Christ, because without him, we could do nothing. So thank you all so much today. That's great. That's awesome. Well, that's a pretty cool moment, and we are going to invite the Athens team to come up right now. You know, we, we talk about this all the time. Come on, you can come up, just stand right up here. I know, people just have to look at you while we're talking for a few minutes, but um, what a powerful example they've been to all of us, and um, you know, we love to plant churches from people that, that have grown up, so to speak, within our church. You look at each one of these people. I mean, Jason's been here for over a decade. Jill and I were in college together, you know, and uh, I, I mean, we could go down the row and we would love to like literally celebrate each person here and have a whole service for them because that's honestly how much um, just excitement and thankfulness I have for each one of your faith. Uh, this is your guys' second church plant, you know, just in the last number of years. And so just, just uh, we would love to do that. We obviously can't, but we want each and every one of you individually know that we love you. We're so thankful for your faith and your example to us, and uh, we can't wait to see what God does in uh, this new church plant. You know, these opportunities are just us to just a hand clap for Jesus and all that he's doing. He's really given us the... There you go. Yep. God's really given us this dream to plant these churches. And uh, in 2008, we really felt like God wanted us to streamline our church planning. We were standing on the shoulders of a lot of great men and women that were planting churches, but we streamlined it to, uh, to just plant college churches and H2Os. And uh, I remember, that's just crazy to think you were a freshman at this time, Joe, and we really were developing this dream. Uh, you know, little did we know how this would all go. But in one of my journals, I remember praying down south of BG here and even writing, God, if you would just help us even plant eight churches in Ohio, that would be so exciting. And uh, now we've been blessed to plant all these churches. Some of these others have been planted by others and joined us. And this will be our 11th plant, but this will be our eighth plant in Ohio. A huge answer to prayer mm. coming to fruition. Yes. So thank you, Church Plant, for each one of you and your faith to answer that call and be a specific answer to prayer. Another cool thing I just want to highlight really quickly is uh, our church plants sending out church plants. And this is Josh Ortega. Josh Ortega and Daryl Phillips down here uh, planted Wright State University, which has their flag up there down in Dayton, Ohio. And that's been their dream to uh, 
to be a part of this. And I remember us sitting at a Bob Evans talking about Athens years ago, mm. and I just really feeling like God was calling us to that place. And you guys are sending out the Kopeckis here, two of your dear friends. So I wanted to let uh, Josh share something because of his great faith in planting and then sending out people. And I've shared a lot of stories about Daryl and Cheryl Phillips. They mentored me when I was a freshman here and got saved in this church. So you get to put the names with the face there of some uh, some stories that I've shared about you guys and appreciate your sage uh, wisdom in this church plant too. But this is Josh Ortega. Give him a hand. Thank you. I'm going to try not to choke up this time around, but uh, man, first of all, it is an honor to be a part of HO Church and the network that ha carries the heart of God to multiply and to send out people. When we see the Bible, it, that's exactly what God does all the time, and we are encouraged and stoked by uh, Joe and Sammy's faith along with the whole team and just seeing our church, Brian and Stephanie, Daryl, who's always carried that, that heart into our church and uh, just carry that faith to say, God, where are you going to send us next? And uh, we really are. We're a small church, and it's just a blessing to send what we consider our best. Brian and Stephanie are our dear friends there at, in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Daryl is as well, Daryl and Cheryl. And we're just blessed to do that. And so some wisdom I'd like to give from a, a young church plant to a fresh church plant mm -hmm. is that uh, God, it, when, when we say church plant, the word church plant he is literally taking a piece of the church and planting it somewhere specific that his kingdom would grow. And so when we look at his kingdom growing, we see some aspects, some characteristics, and part of that is just an overflow from the church. So here's some overflow. First of all, we protect our time with God, our alone time with God. We seek that daily, weekly, just that one-on-one -on -one time with God. Second of all, it's the way we love one another, the way we pray for one another daily, the way we serve one another, the way we seek reconciliation with one another. And that will overflow onto the rest of this campus. And so Joe and Sammy and the, uh, the Athens team, I'm so honored and blessed as a church uh, to be a part of this. It's a dream come true. And we'll be praying for you. God bless you. Thank you, Josh. So again, we're going to invite some of our pastor staff, people that are close with them. You're welcome to come on up and uh, lay hands on this team as we officially send them out to do the hard yet exciting work of, uh, of planting a church. And again, we're just so thankful for each and every one of you. Lord, it is such a great privilege to be partnered with you, Lord, and as we think about the faith that it takes to leave what is comfortable and go to an unknown place, Lord. Uh, only your spirit would give us the desire to do that. And so, Lord, we thank you that this church plant, as it is being started today and as there's already groundwork being laid, Lord, um, Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, uh, even, even in your word, it says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. So, Lord, we pray that um, these opportunities that they have um, to just connect with one another, to be relationally building into the community and the people that you bring them into contact with. Lord, we pray that even in the midst of adversity, which we know that they'll face, that there will be joy, joy that comes from walking with you, from knowing that they're uh, serving you and connecting with you. God, we just praise you so much for this team. God, their boldness to step out and to take this huge step of faith to go to Athens, Lord. We just pray that you protect them, protect their relationships, grow them as a team, grow them as a family, God. We pray that their love for each other would honor you and would radiate through the city of Athens, God. Just thank you so much for 
the powerful works you've done in, in all these men and women's hearts and lives already, and then what you will continue to do mm -hmm. um, through their lives and in, in the city of Athens. God, we praise you. Lord, we send them out. Lord, it's a bittersweet day. Lord, we know with the, the distance, even though it's not super far away, Lord, the relationships change and that pains our heart. But Lord, there's a greater joy of sending them out and the souls that will come to know you through this plant. We thank you in advance for the lives that will be changed in Athens. Lord, thank you for every one of these people's faith Thank you for all their donors that have invested in them in the support raising process, their maturity, their growth, their eyes that are on you. Lord, we just thank you for every step of the way. And we send them out with love and with prayers and with resources. And uh, we're just so grateful for this day. Lord, be with them and protect them and fill them with your spirit. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah, you can clap for them. We have a, a little uh, we have a little cheesy fun kind of ceremony thing that we do whenever we plant a church. We get to hang up a new flag, right? And so uh, we have the Ohio University theme song. It doesn't get played in very Bowling Green very often, but it's going to get played today. And uh, these guys are going to run the flag up. So good luck, guys. Woo! Before we head into a time of worship, we just want to uh, kind of invite all of us one more time to be part of this church plant. I know there's a group of us that are going, and yet there's many more of us that are staying. And one of the beautiful things and one of the reasons why we're passionate about multiplying and planting churches is when we send out some of our very best, it gives all of us who are staying kind of fresh life and new opportunities. And so one of the things we've seen happen over the years as we planted churches is as, as teams go out, there's new roles and new, new opportunities for people to step in and to fill into the, the voids that were left, so to speak. And so as you're here today, and if you're a, a member of our church family or you're thinking about getting involved, today's an awesome, awesome opportunity for you to see that there are needs right here within our church. And there are opportunities for you to serve and use the giftings that God has given you to meet some of those needs. So we'd invite you today to start thinking about how can I be a part of helping to meet some of the needs that are left. Secondly, we'd love to ask you to pray for this team. And, and not just today, 
but today's important. But pray for this team consistently. You spend time with the Word, you know, daily, weekly, whatever that looks like in your own rhythms of life. If you have a list of things that you pray for, would you put this Athens team on your list? And would you continually be lifting them up as we'll continue to update you on what God is doing uh, through this church plant? And then third and finally is we as a church want to support and to give to this church plant as we send them out. You know, church planting, it, it takes funds. It takes resources. And uh, there, there are opportunities for us to step in and to do that. And we want to send this team out resourced, right? We've, we've been planning for a number of years for this church plant. And so we want to send them out to be able to hit the ground in the best possible way. And so as we think about that, if they're on staff, they've already raised their personal support for their own salary and benefits, which is an amazing blessing. And so our goal as a church, as a pastoral team and leadership team, anytime we plant a church, is to send that team out with $25,000. And specifically what that goes for is to, to help one with the moving expenses. People are already buying houses there. They're moving. You know, it's not cheap to do that. And we would like to help offset that. Just like when you move for a job, maybe, maybe your company, you know, step, steps in and helps with that. We would like to help with that for our team that's sacrificing so much to ease some of that burden. Secondly, uh, we want to step in and help with uh, all the startup costs. You know, uh, the, the equipment that, that they need in order to have services, in order to, to invite people to. Uh, there, there's, there's costs that are incurred by that. And then third, you know, is as they start to launch here over the next year, and even in August when students come back in Athens, uh, they'll have different things that they're doing, like our water bottles and things like that, that they'll, they'll need funding for as they're reaching out. And so, uh, again, none of those things are free. And then we'd also like them to have a, a little bit of savings in the bank for the, the different needs that come up. And so, so as we think about that $25,000, I don't know whether to you that sounds like a massive number or that sounds like not enough or something in between, but that's just what we've seen and what we would like to send this team out with. And here's the, the cool thing we ta- we've been talking about as a staff team. We uh, talked about this back in January, if you were with us, uh, at our Vision Sunday. We said, we're going to be asking our church to sacrifice and to give. So if you're newer here, don't feel like you have to. You're welcome to. But this is for our church family as we're sending out kind of a daughter church and planting it. If you're part of this church, we would love to ask you to give. And so we asked our staff to be thinking about this and praying about this. We wanted to set the example for the rest of our church. And between our staff and a handful of other kind of people that were already committed and already told us that they want to help out, some people on our leadership team, we've raised $12,000 of that $25,000, which is awesome. I feel like, yeah, you can clap for that. I think it's a pretty cool testament to, uh, to just the, the, the buy-in that, that exists within our staff and the people that, that are committed to doing this. And so now we'd like to ask you. We'd like to, to give you the privilege, as the word says, of giving and being part of sending out this, this church plant. And so uh, specifically with that, um, people have said, well, 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 what should we give? How much? And of course, here's what we recognize anytime we raise funds. We know that God has given all of us different abilities. You know, some of us, we may not be able to give much. And, and it's not about guilt or shame. If you can't, we completely understand that. If that's a position that you're in, we completely understand that. Others of us, let's be honest, we can we can give a lot. Some of us may be able to make up that whole amount. Who knows? But we know that there's a, a vast difference in our ability. So it's never about guilt or compulsion. It's always about us partnering with God and asking, how would you want me to be involved with that? But we wanted to give like some, some general ideas. So as we were thinking through for if you're a college student, we'd like to ask you to can 
consider giving $50 or more to this. I feel like that would probably be sacrificial for most of you. And if you're a city member, somebody who has a job here within the community, we'd like to ask you to consider giving $250 or more. We felt like that'd be a starting place uh, to, to be sacrificial. And, and this is above our normal giving to the church, above our normal tithes and offerings. This is a special gift. We plant a church every two to three years. And so every two to three years, we would like to ask our church to come together and sacrifice so that we can send this team out equipped. And so with that being said, there's a little commitment card. You guys can grab one of those. They're in the rows in between, in the socially distanced rows there. You guys can grab one of these. You don't have to make a commitment today. We know for some of us, we need to think about this. We need to talk about it with our spouses. We need to go home and look at our bank accounts, those types of things. That's completely understandable. Maybe you do know that already today. That's great. You can go to our website under give. And down uh, on the second spot, down underneath there, you can specifically give to the Athens Church Plant. There's a link that you can give there. Or you can fill out this connection card or this commitment card. You can drop it in the back, and uh, we'd love to follow up with you about this. And if you need to take it home or think about it, we'll, we'll be reminding you over the next couple weeks. This is just our way to remind you. You can give one time. If you want to space it out over the next year, you're, you're welcome to do that. Whatever makes sense for you between you and the Lord. But we would like to ask you to, to sacrifice and to give to this church plan as we send them out. And so we want to send them in the best possible way. So with that being said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to invite the band up. And we're going to spend some time just worshiping, asking God to bless all that we've done here today. Lord, we, we again thank you for the joy of serving you. And uh, Lord, as we think about you laying down your life for us, anything that we sacrifice and give back is just a small token of, of our appreciation and gratefulness for the grace that you've given us. God, we can't earn our way back to you. Lord, we don't, we don't try to earn your grace by going on a church plant or by giving a certain amount, Lord. We simply do it out of the overflow of, of our love for you and your love for us. So, Lord, would today be a day that each and every one of us, we count the cost of what it looks like to follow you. Would today be a day that we're inspired to leverage our lives and all that we have to give it to something that's eternal, something that matters. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of, of watching this team full of faith being sent out. Lord, would inspire us to trust you and follow you. How we pray all these things in your name. Amen.